Yeah, I saw the picture of you and George Clooney's wife. I was like, hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come yeah. on. back to the one-on-one with Stevie Fro podcast. Joining us today is the 2014 graduate from Augusta High School, the all-time leading scorer, the Bellarmine Knight, Brent Bach. Thanks for coming, brother. Thank you, guys. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this for a couple weeks now, so glad we can set it up and get it going. Well, we're excited, too. Yeah. I, I gave warning to the Maysville boys that this was coming. <clears throat> yeah. I think they approach it almost the same way as the lead up of a game. <laughs> yeah, those those were definitely some some fun times. Hopefully, they don't hold it against me. They will too not much longer. I'm sure they were not. Also with us is Jeremy Ziegler, producing the show as always. Uh, Jeremy also an Augusta guy, so came through in the clutch right. for us today mm-hmm. to get Brent in town from Louisville. Came yep. a long way. So, you excited to be back home? Definitely. Get to see the family. Um, you know, they're going to – they want they want as much time with uh, with my girlfriend as much as possible, really, so they can see the, see her and before she gets too big. And Brent, Brent and his girlfriend are expecting twins. We are. We are. The quarantine. It got me. It got you. Mm-hmm. We were last week. We were with my cousin Adrian, and she said that she got the COVID nineteen. That you know the extra nineteen right. pounds. Yeah. Well, you got the COVID babies. Yeah. Two. <laughs> Two. Yeah. <laughs> what did that, what was that like? Oh, it was. Um, you know, we uh, when we knew that she was pregnant, uh, we set up doctor's appointment, and uh, I wasn't actually allowed to go in mm-hmm. due to the to COVID. So we were doing a FaceTime with the doctor, um, and this was her first. Uh, visit so they're doing all the, the the things that need to be done and the ultrasounds and um she says well uh there's two and <laughs> i thought she was joking she's like no I, I this is not a joke like you guys are having twins so getting that on facetime was just and then her phone actually died so oh. they hit me with that and then i'm just sitting in the car like <laughs> trying to process everything but I'm excited. Um, you should be. I believe everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So hey, maybe you'll have a boy and a girl, and then you can. Yeah. Then you can just be done, mm-hmm. right? There you go. That's that's the plan. Just knock it out in one hit. So. Yeah, that's. I, <laughs> trust me, the, I if that if I were in your shoes and that was the case, I would mm-hmm. drive myself to the doctor with a pair of scissors and say, "Take care of business." <laughs> yeah. So Brent Bach. Augusta legend, 10th region legend. Mm-hmm. Talk about these days growing up in Augusta. You got an older brother, Derek, right? Mm-hmm. Who, 2,000 point score at Augusta. Is that correct? 1,000. Uh, oh, 1,000 yeah. point score. Mm-hmm. Oh, he graduated in 2000. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Facts are somewhat it's hazy right. here. Yeah. Uh, but also an older sister. Mm-hmm. She was also a baller. She was. So, what's that like being the baby with two siblings that are. Just probably, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Competitive. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, growing up, they're they're a little older. Um, 
so I was at a really young age, um, but I, I was always in the gym. And, you know, I was going every place that my brother was going for AU and different things like that. So I think that's where I got the interest of um, of basketball. And, you know, I, I don't really remember uh, my brother playing that much just because I was I was really young. Uh, I remember my, my sister, um, but also not as much. They're, they're a lot older. I think I was the, the oops. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely think that that's where I kind of realized that this is something that I wanted to do. And, you know, my mother was always telling me that she'd had to drag me out of the gym because, you know, after the games, I'd want to run around. And, um, so actually, uh, when I was in, I don't remember what grade it was, but I just never wanted to leave the gym. And it was after a game. So she got the bright idea of just asking Coach Kelch, if I can be the ball boy. And that that keeps me in the gym. She doesn't have to worry about Coach Kelsey, of course. And uh, that's where they brought me on to the, the team. There's a pitcher, um, the varsity pitcher, that they let me in. And all the jerseys were too big, so we went out and got uh, and one. That was when it was cool. So we got a jersey and things, and they put me in. And I think that's where I kind of realized, you know, this is something that I want to keep doing for – for a long time. I want to say that picture is like the 2006 class, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. yeah. So. so you would have been in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing just the being in the environment, whether it's watching your brother or sister play, being the ball boy for the freshman JV varsity mm-hmm. kids, how much of an impact that that gives <clears throat> to a kid? Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't forced. Um, you know, my parents were never forcing me to do anything uh you know they were just taking me because my brother and sister were playing or they just enjoy basketball as much as everybody in Augusta does so um and I think it was just more being around the guys um that's what I really enjoyed they treated me like I was I was on the team and you know I just loved going hanging out with them and they would you know pass me the ball let me shoot a couple times during practice whatever the case may be but yeah, it was just more of those relationships that I had at a young age that was giving me more excitement every time that I walked into to the gym, really. so. And here's the other thing. The, those are the storybook stories. Mm-hmm. The kid who grows up in the gym is always in the gym. Mm-hmm. By the time it gets to where he's competing now, just tears it up. Sure. It's almost like a Hoosiers type thing. Really? It, yeah. And the fact that you're building – Mm. is very similar to that. I've been in gyms all over the state. Before we played Augusta this year, we were warming up, and our point guard, Grant Proppett, came over, and I said, don't you just love this building? And he was like, no, I don't. But after a while, I think that the guests started, like, this is the feel of it. Yeah. It's intoxicating. It, I, I, yeah. it definitely is. And, and I mean – especially in the high school days when, when I was playing. Um, and we were kind of just starting to put our mark on what we were trying to do. And people were really, really excited. And I remember the gym was was standing room only. And as small as that gym is, I mean, we they were trying to pack as many people in there as they possibly could. And then when you play in an atmosphere like that, it's just 10 times, you know, more exciting. And everybody's just really, really passionate. So... When you have something like that to look forward to every time, I mean, it, it's hard to go to a gym with, I don't know, 50 people and you got to perform and it's just like a practice really. So that place really 
when everybody's in there, it's just making it so much more fun. So let's talk about getting into high school. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, 10 and 16 in that year, right? What's that year like, the transition from being in the middle school and then coming into the high school and playing with the big guys? So uh, my freshman year, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, it was just really trying to get a feel for everything. Uh, with Coach Kelch and his system and just trying to really get a feel for just being on a high school team. From middle school to high school, I think, is, is kind of a big transition just because of – you know your your body might not be there just yet, or there's there's skilled players that are in this this uh, this level now. So you really got to perform each and every day. Um, so my freshman year, I was really just trying to learn as much as I possibly could. Um, when I had a chance to to get into some games, I was definitely nervous. I mean, every single game, I thought that would start going away after a while, but um, I just wanted to perform at a really high level and I respected coach Kelt so much that I didn't want to mess up. Did you know was that was that known that Robin was going to be done after that year? Um I don't actually know. Jeremy knew that? Um I know they um, brought Jason in. Yeah. He was an assistant mm-hmm. on the team. There was I think there was whispers but you know it wasn't official until yeah, towards I, the end of that mm-hmm. season. I think that yeah, he definitely there were some talks um but I think he was. It was more of a family decision and just sure. you know, all those kind of oh, things. No. So absolutely, it was. And I say it more on the aspect that you grew up at his practices, at the games. Mm-hmm. There's a familiar feel to that, and in my opinion, when kids are comfortable around the people that are helping them and coaching them, that's when they play their best. Sure. So I, I was just curious about that. Yeah, no, Coach Kelch has always been kind of a mentor for me, ex- especially at a young age. Um, so I just, me and his son uh, Tanner, we were I think we might have been the only two youngest, the young guys, um, and the team was wasn't they weren't bad. Um, it's just things weren't clicking for some of the players, and you know things like that happen. Uh, but it was a exciting year for me, just getting a chance to get my feet wet. So that was a big, big thing for me. And um, the assistant co- with Henson, um, Coach Henson was on the staff, so we kind of got to build a little relationship. Not much because of where he was coaching at the varsity, but we got to build a little relationship there for the for the upcoming year. So it just played played perfectly into what I was trying to do. And then you make the regional tournament that first year, mm-hmm. and you're getting to play at the field house. Right? How exciting! Is it? That's exciting, right? It's it, for a varsity game. Yeah, Augusta is definitely my one of my favorites, but the field house I will have to say is my favorite place to play. There are a lot of Brent Bach memories in that. Gym. There, def- there definitely, <laughs> definitely is, um, and that's something that I loved. You know, when you the great thing about the, the Augusta fans is is when when you walk in. And you're getting off that bus and you're walking into the, to the field house. The fans, everybody stands up and they're clapping. And they won't sit down until the last person off that bus goes in. So, I mean, you're, the energy is already building because you, you know the game's going on. And when you get off the bus and you walk in and you see all these fans, 
cheering you on, things like that. So, I mean, it sets you up to, you don't need any extra energy after that. I mean, it's just from the jump, when you get in the door, I'm ready. Like, and they travel so well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're dedicated fans, for sure. I don't know if we've ever played Augusta in a regional tournament where it's not been just packed. Mm -hmm. Their side has been packed. Yeah, they're... And even that night that we played in the regional, the night that Robin took the shot at the end of mm -hmm. the game <laughs> to walk off his career, I think that's when I knew, not not until before that game, Pat and Brad, or I'm uh, sorry, Rob and Brad had had a conversation. And Robin told him, hey, man, if you guys get up, I'm going to take a shot. And we were like, uh, what? Yeah. This guy been drinking? I, I really think that that's not talked about enough i think it happened at a time if it would have happened now it would have blown up Viral. so much on youtube and things like that and for him to actually make the shot is even more impressive which i think is just crazy so set this up so the people who are listening who mm -hmm. have no clue what's happening understand it's it's the end of a game we are up maybe you guys are 30 up. yeah 30, 30, 30 points mm -hmm. and there's a timeout right yeah, it was a timeout. I don't remember exactly who was on the floor, but, you know, it was – he basically was just like, if you get – when you get the ball, um, I'm pretty sure Tanner passed it to him. So Tanner got the ball, and he said, just dribble it up, hit me. And the rest is history. I mean, he – it wasn't – you know, we didn't practice it or anything like that. We It was just a last-minute kind of thing, like – and the, the referees and, let it go. Yeah. So, I and mean, it just worked. It was great. And the fallout of that was it was a ninth region officiating crew. Mm -hmm. And before they even got home that night for the game, from the game, their boss had found out and oh. was pissed that they allowed it to happen. Right. And wanted that film. Mm -hmm. So one of the guys that was in the game called me because I handled the film for Brad. Right. And basically what we did is we sat on it until after the regional finals because the guys on this crew thought that they were going to be penalized mm -hmm. and have no more games. Right. So we sat on that film until after the region. Yeah. It was awesome, though. Yeah, and just to be a part of that, I mean, there's just so many great memories that I've had playing for Augusta um, that I, I really, you know, I don't think I would go back and change anything. Those things were great and i mean like i said I'd, i i've gone and watched it actually a couple of times on uh on youtube just to try to relive that moment because i mean not a lot of people can say they're head coaches <laughs> yeah i feel like every year around that time it gets retweeted mm -hmm. out again yeah so, you know i haven't seen it in a few years it's it's great. i have the films somewhere here mm -hmm. uh we may have to we have to break that out for yeah, you definitely all right so transition to this next year mm. The sophomore year, Jason Henson takes over. Right. It's probably the first time you played for a coach that you were taller than. And you guys are 19 and 13, have a hell of a year. Mm -hmm. Definitely on the uptick, Augusta right. basketball, right? And the energy is just building throughout the year. The transition from Rob to Jason, was it tough? I know you got to know him, but it was it tough? Um, not really. Um, they do have different coaching styles. Um, but there wasn't a big transition. Uh, Coach Couch, you know, he he would come in every once in a while and just, you know, 
hang out, help out when he could. Um, so I think having both of those guys at the same time was great for me. Um, but Henson, you know, he's just a guy that brings a lot of energy and um, he likes to keep the tempo. I mean, that's a he's big on tempo. So trying to jump into from my freshman year to not getting much playing time to my sophomore year and I'm starting. It's your team. And yeah. I'm the youngest guy that's starting. But I grew up with all those guys. So that made it a lot easier for me. I grew up with them from when we were just running around playing at the park. So um so on my freshman year, those guys, I didn't really have a lot of relationships with them. So the sophomore year definitely made it a lot easier transition. Um, but, you know, Coach Henson uh, kind of gave me the keys of the car and, you know, said, here you go. And, the rest is history, and, yeah, man. Yeah, really. And, I mean, you get to the district final there, and Augusta's never beaten Mason County at this point. Is mm-hmm. that correct? That's correct. And – it's your first district starting. Right. It's the first round. Is this the semifinals? Or is this the district? District finals. District finals. finals, yes. And you lose um, by one point to Mason. Mm-hmm. You know, what's that What's that? That game that, you know, that, that the agony of defeat, right? That, that still bothers me today. Well, because you, know? you had a shot fall short. And I did. Yeah. And uh, the shot actually wasn't set up for me um if I can remember correctly I think everybody in the gym knew that the ball was going to be in my hands so coach Henson was trying to I'm pretty sure he was trying to get Tanner Kelch an easy bucket um and I'm pretty sure that I think he I think it bounced off the rim somehow it got knocked it, it was it was just basically the basketball gods were setting me up for this one and uh I think yeah, it just it felt like that ball was sitting on the rim for decades. I mean, it was I remember a, the yeah, film. <laughs> it was yeah. a, it was yeah. it was a tough tough loss. Yeah, but um, that's what kind of built my hunger for the for the next season. Um, I, like I said before, we we were on this. I think everything happens for a reason, and I think that was just you know getting the gym more. Uh, bring the guys along let's get in six in the morning let's let's do this let's do that and I think that's where the culture of Augusta basketball was starting to change even though that we lost people are like hey you know we can actually do this and we're not scared of Mace County anymore we're not scared of whoever's there so the die was definitely cast yes it was in the air Mm -hmm. and that's you can feel the excitement from people. I mean, people are just stopping in the gym to, to, to check out the teams. And yeah, it, it pretty much is like a Hoosier kind of, you know, atmosphere. So that was definitely an exciting time, but I wish I could go back and knock that one down for sure. But you know, sometimes those shots propel you to Mm -hmm. what you become. Right. There's a lot of parallels with that shot. And some shots that we've taken here and it that you know, it, it really plays a part, at least in my, you know, coaching career is I was at that game scouting mm-hmm. my first year coaching and you know, secretly and rooting for you guys, but you know, being from there and you mm-hmm. know, the a family relationship there. Right. And I remember talking to you after that game, after that ball's hung on that rim, and I just said, Hey man, you know, it's all right, you're gonna get that shot next year. Right. And of course, next year you go on to win the district. 
the 2016 Scott team that lost to Augusta mm-hmm. in the first round of the region. Similar situation. Chad Omer takes a shot from the corner, misses. Jake gets the rebound, almost in the same spot that you took yours right. off that rebound. And that ball hung on the rim and fell off. And I told him kind of that story of what I told you that night. Mm-hmm. I walked up after the game and said, hey, reminds me of a couple of years ago. I told Brent that, you know, you're going to make that shot next year. What do you know? Jake hits a shot, a big shot the next year to right. win. Right. You know? And almost in the exact same spot again this year, Grant Prophet misses a shot against Brossard in the lane. Mm-hmm. That ball hung on the rim, fell off. So right. I told him the same thing. So, you know, maybe <clears throat> those parallels will continue to yeah. ring true. You never know. Um, yeah. Well, we drew Mason in that 12 regional tournament in the first round, like Jeremy said. Mm-hmm. So we had seen that film and it was like, ugh. It was, it was heartbreaking for sure. Well, it made everybody else in the region happy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. So it's junior year, man. Mm-hmm. Was that the year that you realized, okay, the basketball is going to be something that I'm going to be able to do? Right, yeah. I definitely think that that's kind of where it, I realized that, hey, you know, if I take this serious, stay on this path, I, I can, you know, do something with this. So I really got focused. Um, going into that summer was big for me because we just got, um, a, I guess you would say, he wasn't at the time, but a, a trainer named Joey Crouch. And he I think he's on the staff with him now. He kind of... Um, you know, brought me along, helping me change my body, really. Um, you know, I wasn't going to be the biggest guy out there. So we really just focused on my balance and things like that. And we were working out in a in a little shed, and it's 110 degrees in there, and I'm trying to push these weights. That I, Something that I've never done the before. The Rick Bailey shed? The Rick <laughs> Bailey shed, yes. And it's just a little shed, and he's got some, some weights in there. And we were going there every single day, and we were running – on a grass hill with a vest on. So I was just trying to prepare myself for something long-term, such as college. And, you know, he told me, he said, this is something that you're going to have to get used to doing. So that's where I realized that, hey, I can't just, you know, jump in the gym anymore and and shoot the ball every single time. I'm going to have to get my body right, eat right, different things like that. So dedicating myself to that was probably the hardest part, just changing your lifestyle um but I knew that it would pay off if if I just stayed on the right track and and I had a great support system too so and and with Joey he you know he was always he was he always made me come early and we got knocked out and then we'd go to the gym so I give a lot of credit to him and taking the time out to to invest into me so I took that very serious if someone's going to invest their time into me um you know they deserve the best out of me so that's what i was that's what i was trying I think to think it paid for. off yeah right? I, I feel like it's it did. junior year you had a big year right mm-hmm. you know 21 win season you beat mason county for the first time and and that was a uh, did that knock them out mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. region yeah that's what i thought yeah then you win the district mm-hmm. for the first time since 82 and then you have to play those dog scott eagles yeah, and I'm going to tell you this, which you probably don't know. The lead up after we drew you, mm-hmm. the lead up to that game was not good. Here, 
we were practicing terribly. Mm-hmm. We're, we watched all these films, broke them all down, and had the scouting was, report was right on the money, the game plan was right on the money, but we could motivate this these groups of kids, this group of kids mm-hmm. for this game. And that, that first game is the toughest one. Because oh, yeah. it, it is. And you really don't... When, when a team knows nothing about you, a group of kids, right? sometimes there is no respect there. Mm-hmm. So what we did is we made the scout team, we prepped the scout team about as well as anybody's probably ever done it, and I mean it, all the way down to the way you reacted to after a shot, the way people reacted after shots. So here we go. This is a regional finalist varsity team. Right. And we've got... A f- eighth grader, Jake Omer, is who was he? Uh, who was Brent? Was that Blake Schneider? That was Blake Schneider. Blake Schneider. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. rules were, if you touch the ball mm-hmm. across half court, <laughs> it's and you're going up, it's got to go up. Right. And he was really good. Yeah. Well, we were putting the tea bagging on the varsity team mm-hmm. every day, and every time a shot went in, or every time something didn't go right for them, everybody in the gym was screaming, yeah, celebrating, right. you know, mm-hmm. shooting the arrows, giving the three goggles. <laughs> it was unbelievable. The varsity yeah. team like started fights. They were they were getting so they mad. were defeated. Yeah, they were defeated. Wow. Before before the game was ever played, mm-hmm. defeated. Right. And at one point, one of the coaches looked at me and said, "We're going down tomorrow. It's this is happening." That's how bad it was. Yeah, and it, you know, just trying to recreate that atmosphere of yeah. a packed field house with all the Augusta fans screaming, right. cheering, you know, going nuts. Yeah. yeah. And and the game was a hell of a game, honestly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the atmosphere was unbelievable. The right. Augusta people had come out, and it was a sea of orange. It looked like a Tennessee football mm-hmm. game. My mom wore orange, not even my <laughs> colors that night. I got called a traitor walking in the tunnel from, it's, like, some old Augusta people. <laughs> it's some serious – they take they take yeah. it very serious. It's personal. It, it definitely is. Because in that small community, those are – all the boys are their boys. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if they've got a kid on the team or had a kid in the high school in the 80s. It doesn't matter. Right. Those are those are our kids because you know, small towns stick together. Right. And I don't really remember much about the game except the fact that – at one point, late fourth quarter, we had come out of a timeout. We were up about nine, and I thought, okay, we, just, we need to score here, and we'll put it away. Mm-hmm. Well, that didn't happen. The Brent Bach show showed up, and all those things these kids had seen for three straight days that Blake Schneider was just shooting, that happened in real life. Right. And that game went from a nine-point lead to either died or mm-hmm. up one seconds. Right. It was like Reggie Miller, right? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, most of those times, I, I honestly, people ask me, how are you feeling? What what, what made you? And I, I really can't explain it. It was just natural that the things that I was doing, um, they really did just come natural. And I really wasn't thinking about it. You know, my, my, my thought process is, you know, let, let's get this this quick bucket and then get a stop. And then I'm just thinking about the game. I'm not. I honestly couldn't tell you if I at the end of the game if I had 45 points or if I had 10. I'm just focused on trying to win the game. Jake Omer was that way. Mm-hmm. No idea. Yeah, I, I I really you know, honest honest to God, I really don't. And and really good players, there gets to be that. 
that winning time moment, mm-hmm. and it's time, it's time to just take over. Right. And that's just a natural thing. I don't think it's selfish. I don't think it's anything else but my team. Look, I'm going to put this in my hands, and I'm going to help my team and my community when it comes to a, a small town school. Right. No, the community and, and my teammates, that really was, that kept me motivated. You know, I I wasn't really trying to, when I when I reached the, the 2000 mark, I, I don't honestly think I knew. People were telling, that's how I was finding out, that people were saying, you know, you're pretty close, blah, blah. And, you know, as a young kid, when I seen that up on that plaque, I'm like, wow, 2,200. 22 points that's a lot of points and I was like that'd be cool but it was never what was pushing me I I wanted to help like I said change the culture of of Augusta basketball from a lot of hard times to we have a lot of talent in this in this town that we got to push through everything that we've 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 been through and, and show that we have a winning side so that was really what was motivating me and then seeing my teammates jump on on board was the big thing for me. They, they, you know, they didn't care that they weren't maybe not getting the ball as much. Or the biggest thing for me is, is that everybody accepted their role and did their job, and that's why we were were so good. And playing with an elite player elevates your game as sure. well, because you don't want to let anybody down, mm-hmm. right? Um, the senior season, man. What a, I mean, what a what a great year for you, and what a great year for your team, right? 20 wins again, back-to-back years of 20 wins. Beat Mason and maybe the craziest comeback in recent memory. You know, what was that game like? That that game, um, there was a lot of pressure for that one. Uh, the first time that we beat them, people were, you know, saying it was a fluke. You know, everybody gets that one time. So that was what was really pushing us, saying, hey, you know, we can do this again and again. Um and we were a little, we were more comfortable this time because we we just did it the year before. Um, so that that was what was kind of motivating us is just to kind of prove to people that this wasn't a fluke, this wasn't a one-time thing, that we're we're setting something up for the years even after we leave, which they they kept that that ball rolling. So that Mason kind of game was definitely probably one of my favorites, not because I scored so many points it was just the atmosphere in that game was ridiculous from when we got on the bus in Augusta and we're going up towards Brooksville and there's a line of cars going up the same hill that we are which I think there's only one way to go so <laughs> but you know you're seeing everybody go there and you get off the bus and it's you know four o'clock or whatever time it is and the people are already there for the game so there was a lot of pressure but we were I think we were were very pre- prepared. So. Then you beat Bracken, mm-hmm. win another district. Then you beat Robertson to advance to the semis. Who'd you guys play in the semis? I think it was Montgomery County. Montgomery. Yeah, tough team. Yeah, but tenth region player of the year. Mm-hmm. What'd that feel like? Um, you know, I honestly. I really didn't care too much about the awards, but it was nice. It was nice to be recognized, and something that the work that I've put in through the years is actually getting recognized. But um, it was just honestly, thank you, 
get the award and then we're we're back to business again i i didn't want to settle um and i think sometimes when you get those type of awards you know you're on cloud nine and your ego gets to you and maybe you're you know you're not working as hard or you think oh, okay well i'm pretty good now so but that's I, that's something that i had to overcome and just keep pushing um so when i you know the awards were nice but the winning is a lot better for me the last time taking that augusta jersey off was tough I think I wore it on the bus because I just, you know, everything that we did through those years was just something that I still enjoy to talk about today, Um, all the memories and just spending my favorite parts were those bus rides and just hanging out with the guys after the games and seeing everybody have some joy of winning for once. And that just, you know, that, that, that made it even better. So... The Augusta days were definitely, they were, they were fun. How did the Bellarmine recruitment go down? Well, they had some interest in me. It was actually close to the end of the season. Um, and I think we were playing Bracken County when uh, my teammate Clay Gray went off for like 20, 26 points or something. <laughs> and Bellarmine is setting up on the, on the stage and you know they're getting the Augusta treatment everybody's treating them they're setting up on the stage they got popcorn you know all that all those great things and uh, I don't really even know how many I had that night Um, but playing Bracken County so many times that it was actually difficult for me to do some things because we've played them yeah five six times opponent so they were double teaming me the whole time and they were just leaving clay gray wide open i'm like I, you know give him the ball so he goes off for 26 in front of bellarmine and i was like well maybe clay gray just <laughs> stole my scholarship <laughs> so but no i was i was happy for him and um they actually offered me after the mason county game they were at the mason county game when i scored the 48 and comeback win and that was when they offered an official visit and that's when that kind of got started as soon as I got up there I didn't really know much about Bellarmine beforehand um so I didn't really know what to expect but um did you fall in love with the city and the area yeah and I I I fell in love with the school really because it's not too big and it's kind of got that small town feel um but everything's so close. Everything is yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a a big thing for me is is I I wanted to still have that Augusta feel. You know, the community is involved and things like that. And Bellarmine, you know, they they sold that, and I, you know, I signed right away. How was the transition from being the big dog in the small small town? And then you go to Bellarmine, because obviously, leading up to it, I'm assuming you're thinking, well, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to work my way into a contributing role. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's not realistic. And sometimes, I, I just wonder how that played with your head there. Well, I, it was definitely the biggest transition that I possibly could have had. And and I, w- I wasn't ready for it, to be honest. Um 
Bellarmine is top tier powerhouse. And when I was a freshman, we had three All-Americans on that team. And that was the team that was, you know. Is that Final Four team? Yes. Was, yeah. Regional and, champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, f- funny story. Actually, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, Coach D's only told it one time. And so when I, when I got there, it was the first week at Bellarmine. And uh, we had individuals that day, so that was new. You know, you have a lot more time in college where you can get three, four, five workouts because of class schedules. And so my first individual, I got in there, and we were doing a workout. And it's only like a 35-minute workout. You know, when you get in there, you're working. It's quick. We're not stopping for water breaks, different things like that. So right away, I was shocked. I was I'm gassed. Like, this is ridiculous. I don't know how I'm going to keep this up every single day. So then a couple hours later, we had practice. And then I'm guarding Chris Whitehead. He was an All-American. I think he transferred from a Division One school. I don't remember where, but he transferred in. And he was just a big, stocky point guard. And I think it was first or second play, he hit me so hard that I just – the air was knocked out of me, and I was like, whoa, I, these are some... Men. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I packed up. I was done. Uh, I drove to Augusta that weekend. I said, I'm, I'm not going back. Um, you know, so my family, everybody's really concerned, and this is where the, the, the community comes into play. I, it was about 1230, and this is, I said I was done. The coaches were calling. I said, no, just thank you but this just isn't for me. And uh, they literally scared the crap out of me. I was like, no, big guy on campus, and now I'm the small fish, and I got to do all this. I just don't think I can do it. So it was around 1230. Um, Coach Coach Henson calls me, and he talks to me, tries to to keep me level-headed, go back on Monday, different things like that. Um, And Phil White actually – there was a knock on the door. Phil's an assistant. He is. At Augusta. Um, he knocks on the door and asked me, he said, just come take a ride with me. And so we rode around until, I don't know, 2 o'clock in the morning, just talking about life and, and different things. And he said, I'm not going to stop riding around until I hear the words that you're going to go back. And so we talked a little longer, and you know, I found out a lot of things about Coach Phil that I I didn't know at the time and that kind of just the the support system is the reason that I got in that car and drove back on Monday so that's why I appreciate Augusta so much and I went down set with Coach uh, Davenport and you know that's something that you don't want to do is you you're known as the kid that ran home and then you come back and all these guys are standing there when I walk in I'm like oh man this is this is going to be bad but it you know they they took me under their wing and they said you know, we're all homesick. We've all been through this. We've all been freshmen. And that's where I realized that, you know, this is this is just like Augusta. You know, peop- the community comes together, the support system. So Bellarmine was the best decision I could have ever made. And Scott Davenport is a legend. Yes. Scott, he he is definitely the probably the best coach you know, no offense to all the others, but he has really changed my life for the better. Um, he was a big part of why I'm still in Louisville. Um, you know, he he believes that even when you after you graduate, 
you can still come back and if you need anything. It's that it's that type of a, of a tie with him, and, and he just believes in the family kind of aspect of it. And I learned so much from him that it's he's he's impressive. Isn't it funny that sometimes you just got to give somebody a chance mm-hmm. to make that impact on your life? And when things are hard, the lesson there is, you know, stick it out, see where it goes. And how many times have you heard the stories like, uh, you sign up to do something, you're not going to quit. Right. You grow, right. Right. You wanted to play, you're not going to quit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being in college now, this is obviously you can go to college anywhere, but now can't run from real life. Mm-hmm. You know, things get tough there. Yeah. And, and he was, you know, when he set me down, he asked me why I thought that I was there. Not, you know, I was like, so I can score a lot of points. He said, no, we have guys on the team that can score a lot of points yeah. too. Um, he said, you know, the way that you were with, you're, you're a team player. And, and he said, those are the kinds of things that we recruit. We can go out and get somebody that can score me 30 a night. But if they're not a team player, if they can't get along, then I don't want them at all. And he was definitely hard. He, he's old school, but... He, he he would tell us all the time that you might not appreciate it right now. You, you, you're probably swearing me under your breath. And he said, but once you're done and you're looking back, he said, you, you will appreciate this. And, you know, it, it, I hate to say it, but he was, you know, it's like your parents telling you something and you're like, oh, that's, that's not, that's not how it's going to be. And then you look back and that's exactly how it's going to be. So he is definitely someone that's changed my life and he still does today. Um, and you had four uh, – the, the the team had four incredible years while you were there. Yeah, we lost one home game in four years. Wow. One home game. I mean, um, it seems like the perfect place. It seems the perfect place be, for you to be. But you talk about it. it sometimes it is hard to go away. It's it tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys had – there was a North Kentucky kid that I'm pretty sure went to Bellarmine and then left not long after he got there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that just wasn't for him. And it's worked out well for him. Yes, and kudos to him, right? Mm-hmm. And but I understand here. Yeah, I, I remember sitting down actually when he he literally did the same thing I yeah. did, and I uh, went and sat down with him. I was like, hey, you know, I've been through this. Trust me. Um, and I'm glad that's working out for him now. But yeah, Bellerman. When you were senior, when that happened too, right? It, it was, was your senior it, year. Yeah, senior so year. you're the you yeah. know. Uh huh. I've been I've been there. It's it's it is hard. It's tough. Talk about playing in that. That that junior year, man, thirty-two and four team, elite eight, final four, mm-hmm. starting to play more minutes. Right, not nearly as much as you played your senior year, but you're starting to score a little more. But you've proved yourself for playing time mm-hmm. and to get reps. You've put in the work. You know, how is that? How, you know, how did that feel? How was that mentally for you? Was that a relief? It that was you, that you can um, do it. But it was still it was still tough. Um, it was frustrating to start because I'm used to playing so many minutes a game and and always having the ball in my hands. Um, so Coach D has these end of the year meetings with each player and just kind of a little recap on the past season and what he wants from you in the upcoming season. Um, and he is big on. You know, he doesn't want you to come in guns blazing. Why am I not playing? Why am I not this one? And 
you know, my dad was was big on not pointing the finger at the coach. Go to the coach and, you know, ask, what do I need to do to to see the floor? What what do I need to improve on? Just, at, you know, stop pointing the finger while you're not playing. Get some information and then get back in the gym and work on it. That's the only way that I knew how to do it. I wasn't frustrated because I wasn't playing. I just... It was a hard adjustment, but after a while, I, the, it's, you, you're just trying to get used to the system, really. And his system is very—it's very hard to start out because we're always moving the ball so much. That was the biggest thing. I mean, you, either you're going to do something when the ball's in your hands, or give it up. You know, if you got it longer than two, three seconds, like he's going to scream, kick the chairs over, and that really taught me to try to be more of an all-around player you know defensively and at Augusta I wasn't the best um, well you tried not to foul out so you can stay right. in the game and so when I got to Bellarmine these guys are flying by and I just had to really figure out what else I can put into my game and my senior year I'm pretty sure most of the time I was guarding their leading score and things like that so working up to the to the senior year was the hardest but it wasn't you know, it wasn't something that after a while I, I wasn't going to not do. I'm there. This is something I want to keep doing. So the extra hours in the gym was nothing. You know, just it's just part of what you got to do. That senior year, man, breakout season, right? Led the team in scoring. First team, all GLVC. That's impressive. 27, well, 28 points, or I'm sorry, 28 minutes a game, 17 points a game, 57% field goal percentage. Mm -hmm. You know, the hard work pays off. It Patience does. pays off too. Yes. Patience is the key. Sometimes with, waiting your turn is, it's a bitch, but. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm very thankful that my parents, you know, not trying to throw some parents on it, but they weren't the type that were going to be screaming and yelling at the games on why I'm not playing. Um, they taught me patience at a, at a young, be patient. It'll come. Everything happens for a reason. It's, it's going to happen. Just keep working. And that's what I did. You know, I, I wasn't mad at, you know, Rusty Troutman, who was um, an All-American, my roommate, and he was playing above me. That was my spot. And I wasn't mad at him or anything like that I was more of trying to learn from him and that's what really helped is I was trying to learn from these guys take some things put it to my game and then when my my number's called I'll, I'm ready the prep being prepared was the biggest part for me being prepared and patient so when you put in the work yes it pays off and it feels good when it pays off so at, at some point during that last year, as you started looking f towards the future, mm -hmm. whether it's going into the job force, mm -hmm. right, the workforce, or playing basketball somewhere, right, you know, at, at what point did you realize that you wanted to give pro ball a shot? Um, I mean, it's always been a dream, especially at a young age. Like everybody wants to go to the NBA, and and that's definitely wasn't an option which is fine but um there's a lot of a lot of guys that played professionally from Bellarmine so yeah. talking to them and just kind of getting some some insight on what it actually is like it was something that 
I at least had to try. Because if I didn't, I knew I'd look back and I would realize that I might have missed out on something. So it was probably closer to the end of the year because Coach D really has us focused on each game. And I try not to look too farther into the future at the time, but when it got a little bit closer, um, a couple agents were actually reaching out, but we're not allowed to, to speak to them. So it was showing me that this could be a possibility. Um, so I just took the chance and tried to run with it. And you played in Portugal? Mm, I was in Portugal for a little bit. Uh, I just kind of realized, man, that was a, it was a culture shock. I, I was going to ask you next. Yes. So you go from Augusta to Bellarmine, mm-hmm. and then you're into Portugal. Yes. So I, I already hate flying. I'm not a big guy on flying. <laughs> And uh, so, I hate driving yeah. places. So, so, so the the flying at Bellarmine, I hated it. And we we actually had a a priest that would ride with us, <laughs> and I really would sit by him on the plane. I didn't know if that was going to help or not, but that that's what I was doing at the time. So I really, and then I jump on <laughs> this plane that I got to fly across the ocean to go to by myself. And when I got there to the airport, I mean, there's I can't read anything, and there's a ton of people running around, and everything's fast-paced, and I just see one guy standing there with a piece of paper, and it says Brent. And I'm like, well, that's me. I'm, and I got in this car with a complete stranger, and he takes me to a bus stop, gives me a piece of paper, and says, when this bus stops, hop on the next one, and then you'll get to where you're going. And um, so it was a journey for sure. And then when, you know, I got there, the, the facilities weren't um, very nice. Uh, they only had, they only, they, they had one Jersey. They didn't have home and away and things like that. So I, it, it really makes you appreciate what we have here for sure. Um, Cause you know, I was used to Bellarmine. I was brand new shoes every yeah. couple of weeks and different things like that. So, if you're going over there to play, you really got to love the game. And, I mean, I t- my mentor, I always call him my mentor because he has helped me a lot, is Chris Lofton. And he's made a, a good life off of it. So I called him and talked to him, and he was giving me some insight on things. So, But it's just something I realized that I just didn't want to do anymore. How long were you there? I was only there for close to about a month. So our first guest was – guy named Shannon Miner. Mm-hmm. He coaches in Cincinnati, played at Northern, and he went to Poland, mm-hmm. and he was not there long either. Right. Same situation. I think that I would have enjoyed being in Poland probably more than Portugal mm-hmm. just because of the history there. Right. But it's not – I mean, I get it. It's not for everybody. And, and also, to me, by that time you're out of school – this is a really tough thing to do, and I'm really start work making money, mm-hmm. you know, because the writing get, can be on the wall. I think I think we all have a point where we can see what's coming. I just kind of looked back on it and realized that if I call it quits now, I can look back and be satisfied with everything that I've done um, mm-hmm. throughout my career. Yeah. There's not really much that I had to prove anymore. I felt like. Um, Felt like I've done everything that I set out to do. So, honestly, you know, hanging up the shoes wasn't really too yeah. hard. Um, 
I think it was I was ready for it and ready for a new chapter and honestly I'm I don't really have a desire to to jump back into the game or anything like that it's having the twins come coming and different things like that so that's just a new chapter that I'm looking forward to when when are you guys expecting um December 14th but twins come a little earlier yeah so we don't know the exact date just yet we actually don't even know the gender we're doing a gender reveal um we're going to actually try to do it at night's hall if it's possible because of COVID and things like that yeah we think that'll be pretty cool you gotta be careful there I'd imagine Mm -hmm. with you know pregnant yeah she she's not around a lot of people we try to avoid that as because you know you just never know so as we start to wrap up, in your words, maybe from just your community standpoint there, mm-hmm. what is the legacy that Brent Bach leaves behind at Augusta through his travels to Bellarmine and a short stint in pro ball, but right. you did it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I I hope everything that I did just kind of motivates the young kids now. Um, I talked to a lot of people about it that it's it's definitely times are changing and generations are, are different. Um, and I think that the kids just need to get out and play more. Yeah. You know, I, I love the workouts and things like that. I think that's great. That's something that I didn't have at, at Augusta. So just try to be a role model and, and – you know, those kids that are told that they can't do something, they can do it. You know, I, my dad, he'd, I can, he'd kill me and say it. But when I was trying to decide um, what school I was going to go to, because I went to the Catholic school in St. Augustine, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I was either going to try to go to Augusta or Mason County. And at the time, I took a visit to Mason County, so... I got there and huge school, and I said, no, this is not for me. <laughs> um, so my dad said that, you know, he was like, you know, I'm not trying to, to, to hurt your feelings, but you won't beat Mason County. He said they're too big, they're too good if you stay at Augusta. You know, you, you won't cut down a lot of nets, and he said, I'm just trying to get you prepared. I said, okay, that's fine. So when we did it the first time, he said, "Well, I, I had to set a little fire under you to get you, get you motivated." He, he twisted it on me, but still. So I think that you can do whatever you want anywhere. If it's Augusta, if it's you know Dover, wherever you're yeah, from, yeah, you can do it. So I hope that that's something that I set up at the young age for the kids now. And I think they have a really talented team coming up, and the kids seem they do. Like, they work hard, so it's going to be exciting to see. So, besides having twins, mm. what's next for you? Do you see any type of coaching, or or is it just, I'm going to get into my professional career? The coaching is definitely something that I'm already in the process of trying to do. Um, I'm about to go back to school and get my master's. Awesome. Um Coaching high school is definitely something that I would like to do um, or at the college level maybe do a GA position at Bellarmine or something like that. So I'm trying to get those things in order. Um, Being a – I don't know how you guys do it with a 
high school coaches. That'd be you gotta love it, man. Yeah, you just you have to there's love a it. A lot to deal with, but but you know what? It's when you do it as long as I've done it. Mm. It's just who you are, right? So let me ask you this: How in the hell does this George Clooney thing go down? Right? <laughs> I, I remember reading the article in the paper mm. the day it came out, like Brent Bach playing one-on-one with George Clooney. Yeah. Yeah. Dancing with his wife. What the hell is wrong? It's yeah. A, it's an old it's, love story. What's going yeah. on down there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's right. He took You're, my mom yeah. to prom. Um, you know, my dad always jokes around. He says that... <laughs> I don't even know. I want to know where this is going. <laughs> he says, uh, you know, George got the money and he got the girl. So Okay. I <laughs> like that. Yeah. I um, like that. What do you think she's saying? I, I'd, I'd never, yeah, <laughs> yeah really, really. No, but George is great. Um, it just kind of happened. He you know, he comes back as much as he can to see his family. His sure. parents still live in Augusta, and you know he he's a big sports guy. Uh, gave him a Bellman shirt. I don't know if he's over there in Italy rocking it. I hope he is. But yeah, he you know he's he loves basketball. Um, Hopefully, he listens to the podcast. Yeah, there you go. I hope, yeah. There you I, go. I don't know if he has social media or not, but I'm sure there's a I'm way. Sure, he probably doesn't. Yeah. It's a burner account if it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll get it to him somehow. I love it. Well, Brent, I really appreciate you taking the time out of family weekend, man. Coming up, you have uh, you've set a really good example for the kids in the 10th region, the kids at Augusta High School, and you know. Good things are going to come your way. Just keep working hard, and you'll be a great dad. Just be dedicated to it. Thank you. Just love every day of it, man. Yeah. Not that I have a kids, to say, but right. I have nieces and nephews. <laughs> right. You know, just enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah. You know, so, Jeremy, got anything? Uh, thanks for thanks for coming up again. Yeah. Glad you could uh, get together. For those of you who don't know, Brent and I are distant cousins. Yes. We're like third cousins yeah. or something it's like still, that. It's still family. Yeah, still yeah. family. Still family. Uh, no, I appreciate you guys inviting me and having me on i think what you guys are doing is great i've listened to all the podcasts oh, i appreciate so it so it's great well ladies and gentlemen brent bach augusta panther bellerman knight royal killer thanks buddy thanks.